Hey. Hey. How's it going, Sans? Pretty good. How about you? Good. Game one in the pocket. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the game? I thought it was okay. Like, I, I heard a lot about it was a great game. Eh. I didn't think it was a great game. And then I heard a lot of people say it was a dud. It was a horrible game. I didn't think that either. Uh, good beginning. Not that great in the middle. And then a great finish. Um, that that first period, Tampa went at them. Went they did. at them hard. They and did. it was it was it was beautiful to watch, man. It was a really really nice start to the game for Tampa. Yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun. But then what? In the second period, they went like 13 minutes or something without a shot on goal. Well, they were um, winning one nothing, right? That's when yeah. you stop. That's when you actually stop playing offense. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Apparently, uh Guy Boucher was in the building and uh, <laughs> did a little guest coaching spot in um, game one of the Stanley Cup final. I'm not sh- Like some people are saying, you know, they stopped playing. Of course they didn't stop playing. No, no, no. But they sat on it for sure. They seem to be at least not passing the offensive blue line yeah. on any kind of, te- of Chicago breakout. There was no forechecking at all in the second and third period until Chicago started putting him in you just can't do that right i mean again especially against a a chicago team um and you know because all it takes is one shot and and tara vinan's goal was was that one shot it was a pretty lucky shot right i mean most of the time that's gonna go wide or get deflected or something i mean it was it had no power it was one of those seeing eye yeah seeing eye shot had no power yeah and then you get the one angle where you see him you know you see the back of him so you're seeing his numbers on the back of his jersey and you just watch that puck go in, and, and you get that real sense of a seeing eye shot. And, you know, when players do that, like, you could tell his reaction. Like, it took him a while after it went in to react to it. You know, he, he, could, he couldn't even see it, you know? Did you hear the first thing he thought about after he put that in? Yeah, yeah, that he had to talk to the media, right? Yeah, that was pretty, uh, pretty funny there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you, you obviously can't sit on a lead. It's a... Do you think they were sitting on a lead? Or do you think they just got oh, scared, sure. or or was it Chicago was so much stronger? I don't think it's a, a matter of Chicago being so much stronger. I I thought it was just you know I, I I think Tampa just felt like okay we're gonna try to lock this down and and do this. I mean Game Seven against Detroit they did that. Game Seven against the Rangers they did that. Uh, but you can't do that against Chicago because yeah, yeah. they're never out of it, especially a goal. Like, down a goal going in the third period, that's 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 child's play for that and to, team. And to be fair, know? Tampa didn't exactly have obscene amount of golden chances coming into the second period. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think one stretch they went eight minutes without a shot, and then there was another 13-minute stretch without a shot. So, you know, you total that up, that's 21 minutes. That's a third of the game. That they don't even have a shot on net. That's uh, so. That's what, what does that mean about what does that mean then for the rest of the series? At least, what does it mean for the next game? Well, it means that you know they done messed up because it's Chicago. Uh, Chicago showed up for a few minutes in one, and none of the big names scored at all. 
yeah. uh, in Crawford at a pretty light evening. So it's not good news Although for Tampa. Although he did make a few good saves. He made a few now. really good saves, for sure. But um, again, as we've said with Cros- uh, Cros- Crosford, <laughs> Crawford, um, as we've said with Crawford and, and Niemi when they won their first cup, they just don't have to be bad, That's right? right. Uh, they have they to can, Osgood it. You know, they can let in a couple goals here and there, but... Um, you know, and credit to him because he, you know, he's capable of shutting it down. Um, but he's not uh, a pretty goaltender, though. No, he's not. He's not. But he gets the job done. And, he's slipping um, and sliding all over the place. Man. Yeah, and I think you know, unfortunately for Tampa, the schedule's not great for them. You know, that extra day off. Um, whereas, you know, come on, Chicago, it's great for them. You know, they're relaxed, they're cool, calm, collected, they're experienced. They're not going to panic. Playing with 4D. Playing, yeah, 4D. That's what I was going to say. Duncan Keith, this is great. Extra day off. He's just going to sit around, warm weather, sunshine, rest, and then he'll go out and play, you know, 32, 33 minutes the next game. Did you watch him push to play in, on, on that Tara Vining goal? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he made that happen, basically. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I said this the last podcast or not, or just talking to you or someone else casually, but, man, I just, like, this time of year like is, is there any defenseman in the world that's better than Duncan yeah, Keith? Was last I mean month, it yeah. just he's just so good so good he is um and paid a measly five five point what five point five a year he's paid Jeff Petrie money my friend he is paid <laughs> Jeff Petrie money yeah although to be fair he did sign that contract oh like, no that that was like five six years yeah ago, that, so. that was the Jonathan Taves kind of deal too yeah, right yeah, you look at what Taves year, is playing it's, 13 it's, year yeah, contract yeah. they don't um, exist anymore that, this is all in the past you can't compare no 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 no, no Duncan no. Keith's contract to Jeff Petrie's contract no I'm just saying that because they just signed him and that's what it is uh what did you think of that uh sign by Montreal uh I don't know I mean it seems all right uh you know what they give up at the deadline like a second in a fourth, right? That's right. Uh, for him, so they get him to sign six years. I think six years is a bit generous, but um, well, he's not going to be that uh, old when he's done, right? No, he'll be thirty-three. But um, you know, again, I, I don't know if anyone really knows for sure what Jeff Petrie is. You know, he's in Edmonton for for all that time, and he had a good little run with Montreal. So they we'll sign him s- off a breakout season. Yeah, so which we'll was see this him year with the Habs yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, so that's I mean, you got to see how he goes through the 82 games and it's a bit of a chance next year yeah but i think at 5.5 that sounds about right i mean he could have even gotten more somewhere else who knows would have gotten more in detroit no he wouldn't have uh because you don't think so no they they have five jeff petries he's a right-handed shot though yeah but you know i think they'd take their chances with marchenko or something I, i i don't know i don't know uh they've got the money but i don't know if they're gonna give him six or more than six um you know, especially since he's, as I said, yes, he's a right-handed shot, but that's that's a Babcock thing. That's not necessarily a Blashill thing. Um, and Babcock's not there anymore. That's and like I said, right. they've got they've got four or five Jeff Petries. I mean, they ha- they they have an abundance of number four defensemen. What they need is a, a number two. At Are least. you saying Jeff Petrie's a number four defenseman? Well, three four is what I'm okay. saying. That that second pairing, they that's what they've got. Yeah, but it's you a know, big their difference. Top, their top four think, is all second pairing, you know? Okay, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's most teams in the league. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most teams in the league don't have a number one or number two. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them don't. 
So I don't. I mean, what about you? You're 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 a Habs fan. How do you feel about it? What what's uh, what's the word in Montreal? Most people well, happy word, with it. Oh, of course, yes. Most people are are ecstatic about this signing. Yeah. Um, because he, his stats are great, right? His advanced stats. He looks great on paper. Yeah. All media right now, especially Montreal, seems to be driven by stats, advanced stats. So. On paper, it's a great signing. To me, it's exactly that. He's been really good for a short amount of time. Yeah. And so there were flares here and there in the past when he was in Edmonton, but it was a bad team. So it's hard to it's hard to judge him on that. Yeah, he but, was healthy scratch some nights, which seems insane, right? But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, for for a second pairing defenseman. Yeah. That's the price. That's yeah, the price you much. pay for a second premium defenseman. So it's, it's not off market. It's not off. The, it's not off pace. If he were hitting the UFA market this summer, he would have gotten way more money than that. Yeah, he'd Someone get six. Would I don't know if he'd get way more, but he'd well, get six. Six is yeah. well, okay, yeah, sure, not way more. Okay, yeah. that probably that's wrong. He'll he'd get more money than that, maybe six or so. Yeah, and I don't know. It's fine. It's a, it's a fine addition. It gives them a little bit more maneuvering. For sure, yeah, I, maneuver, I think it right? makes that top four much, uh, much, much better, right? Yeah. yeah. Now they have maybe a chance of maybe trading one of those pieces, like mm-hmm. maybe and an Emlyn. Yeah, maybe a Gil- maybe a Gilbert. You know. Yeah, and I think also it's good because uh, we'll see how Markov holds up, right? Uh, I'm so on the fence with Markov. You want him to retire with your team, but at the same time, is it a benefit to keep him around? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but that, that's what I mean. We'll see how he holds up, and I guess. Yeah. Um, Game to game, you know, those in-game kind of, uh, you know, when you sort of throw the lines in a blender and kind of see what happens, you know, which uh, every coach does. Uh, it's not, you know, the craziest thing in the world to throw Petrie up there with Subban, right? Um, so, I mean, I'm saying he, he could feel that role. Uh, I don't think he's a number two guy. Uh, on a first pairing guy yet, but maybe eventually he turns into that. And... Um, Anyway, it just it adds depth and it's yeah, good. It's, it's a good it, move. It's a good signing. It's a, yeah. and, it, and it makes losing those draft picks a little bit more worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Switching it up, I'd like to talk about players with exceptional status hitting a CHL. I don't know if you've heard this, but there are there is a new player that's been Joseph Valeno or Valeno or something. Valeno? Yeah. yeah. Joseph yeah. Valeno has now been granted exceptional status to join the CHL. He's yeah. the, the fourth player after John Tavares, Aaron Ekblad, Connor McDavid, of course, and Sean Day, and now him. So he's the fifth player to have been granted exceptional status. Ah, uh, so yeah. Sean, McDavid, Sean Day didn't. I don't know what happened to him, but yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a defenseman. He's doing well. Is he playing? He, yeah. It's next year, right? His ne- oh, right, right, right. Year. Next year is it. That's yeah, why we're not yeah, hearing about yeah. him. Yeah. Connor McDavid, of course, this year. Sean Day is next year. Mm-hmm. Valeno was <laughs> was born in the year 2000. God, that's crazy. His yeah. draft year is a 2018 draft. Yeah, so he turned na- 15 na- in January. God. <laughs> He's 6 feet, 170 pounds. He's- Sean Day, who's coming in next year, is 6'2", 17 years old. 217 pounds. Yeah, I heard that kid's big. Yeah, yeah. He's enormous, man. Yeah. He's a demon, a left-handed demon. So is this guy playing in the CHL, or is he going to play in the Q? Or? He's going to play in the Q. Okay, okay. Yeah, the first, he's the first Montreal-born, actually, he's the first player out of Quebec to, uh, mm-hmm. they've all been out of Ontario. Yeah, interesting. Wow. A name to, to keep in mind, 
in a few years' time, Joseph Valeno. Yeah. yeah, but that's good company, you know? Wow, McDavid, Tavares, Ekblad. And just to think, January, you know, the kid turns 15 in January, yeah. No, he did turn 15, right? He's going to be 16 next year. Right, January. yeah, next year. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. That's insane, man. What were you doing at 15? Uh, not that. <laughs> um, Nothing that can be talked about over. <laughs> well, there's the there's that, but also I would just say a whole lot of nothing. You know, working at a pizza shop, barely going to school for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> watching hockey, playing hockey, but uh, not like that. Yeah. Um. Another thing we should talk about is a coaching situation that's going on around the NHL. Uh, as of a yesterday or yeah as of yesterday the Edmonton Oilers have relieved all assistant coaches from their duties Keith Att and Craig Ramsey are gone and it's a full slate reset it's the cleanse man it's the cleanse yeah Yeah, it's happening it's actually happening can you believe it's happening well, I mean, look, I mean, McClellan's got to get in there and get his guys. Those aren't his guys. So that makes all the sense. It makes the world, sense. Of course, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But it made sense three years ago. Yeah, for so sure. Yeah. Can you that's my I just it. It's really amazing. And it's happening now. I mean, someone's going to be calling these guys a playoff team come September. But yeah, um, maybe, maybe still far away from that. But. Well, you know, we'll see who they so get in the draft. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah, they might screw that up. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I bet they will. You're right. Um, someone will say, "Hey, it's going to happen." Playoff team. Yeah. Um, it won't be many people, but someone will. Someone will. But I'm just happy for the fans. I'm happy that the Oilers are finally going to be turning a corner. Yeah, and, you know, it's not going to happen right away, but it will happen. I mean, McClellan is a fantastic coach, and things are happening, right? Like, they brought in Bob Nicholson, Hockey Canada guy. That's what and did the that beginning seems, of the change. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be, like, that was the move that sort of began this whole process, right? And then Shirelli, and then McClellan, and, and we'll see who he gets for his assistance. But it's good to see, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge Edmonton fan, but um, I think when teams are you know, sort of those bottom feeders and, and a bit of a laughing stock. You know, that's not a shot at them, but, but you know, just on the bottom for so long, it's it's nice to see teams uh, turn it around. And uh, that's why, as I said last podcast, I'm, there's a small part of me that's, you know, rooting for Toronto as well. Um, True. Yeah, so that, and then I heard, um, or I, I read on Twitter earlier that uh, Claude Julian is going to stay in Boston for next year. Yes, for uh, so at least one sorta, more year. Yeah, so he that we were kind of waiting on that, but um, yeah. that would because he would have been coveted for sure. Oh yeah, and then um, I just saw something earlier today that Ottawa uh, yeah, David Cameron. Cameron is staying, and then I just saw something about Anaheim where uh, there's no guarantee that Boudreaux comes back. Um, I which when, when did you see that? Because I, I I saw that he he was at, at least safe for next year. Is it okay? That was just about an hour or two ago when I was uh, oh. putting the kids to bed. So you gotta get on top of these things, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, life, life has got to be put on hold it, for this podcast. Yeah, children, things like that. <laughs> get your act um, together, yeah. man. Go to sleep already. Um, Maybe, Our maybe you know what? Maybe what it was was uh, there's no guarantee that he's safe next year. Maybe that's what it was. That uh, if there's some struggles or something, they might sure, not, sure, uh, be afraid sure. to, to do that. But I what, what a thing! What a thing to get out there, though, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will come back, but uh, I don't know. 
slow start, you're out of here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that conference final, buddy. But uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, exactly. Thanks for thanks for the conference final. Mm-hmm. You know what's been interesting about the coaching fraternity this year is that it's getting younger. Yeah. There's a coach that was signed up by the New Jersey Devils. Ray Shiro signed up a 40-year-old coach. Is it uh, Hines or Haynes? Sure. I That's the one was, thing that's right? happening right now. I have no idea who these coaches are that are coming in. The North yeah. not defining Sioux, sorry, not defining Sioux, the North, North Dakota. Hackstall, right? Hackstall, um, who's been a coach forever at the NCAA level, but nowhere near the NHL. Right. Well, I think the Devils' new coach, uh, John Hines, right? Like he was the he was the coach AHL for the coach. AHL Pittsburgh affiliate. Pit, yeah. The, and so ratio, that's the connection there, right? Yeah. And um, and then so I guess you know there's the uh, you know with Johnston still in Pittsburgh, I guess they're not going to do anything there. Um, yeah. So Ray Shiro went right after him, and uh, and got him. But yeah, he's going to be he's forty, so he's the youngest coach. Uh, and then you got Blashill. They're going to announce him in Detroit next Tuesday. He's 41. Right. Um, Hackstall, how old is he? Did you say? He was in North Dakota for a long time, for about 11 seasons, I think. He's uh, 46. Yeah. So, anyway, oh. loads of guys, you know, mid-40s and, and younger now. Yeah. So, it's interesting. It's interesting to see. A lot of people seem to think it's it's kind of a mix of it's it's just that time, right? It's sort of this cyclical thing in, in every sport, you know. Where, guys are um, getting older. Yeah, where guys are getting older and there's new guys that are coming in. Uh, some of the old guard isn't getting looked at as much. Like, you know, Randy Carlisle is still hanging around out there. Ron Wilson's going uh, to go coach junior team for America. Yeah, yeah. So he's not getting anywhere near the uh, NHL right now either. Um so there's that happening, and then, you know, as we know, everyone sort of copies each other, so it, it could be a bit of a, you know, John Cooper effect as well, right, um, for a lot of these organizations. He's uh, got his work cut out next game, John Cooper. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, back to them. We sort of went on this tangent, but, no, not, yeah. Not a, it wasn't it's a tangent, a, it was um, a planned, yeah. this is a planned curve. That planned, been, yeah. <laughs> You've been segueing this mother. Woo! <laughs> That's what I've been doing, man, the whole um, time. You haven't been noticing? Working it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a must win, I, th- I think, don't you? I mean, they don't want to go down 2 nothing and heading into Chicago. Uh, that's not good. They, If they lose next game, it is over. And Shaw's going to be biting more than just ribs next game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw that play. I, I couldn't, you couldn't see it on the ice, but it was interesting when Hedman went back, you could read his lips where he just said, he just, he just bit, bit me. me, you know, he yeah. bit me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a fan of that because, uh, <laughs> the biting, <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I mean, look, you, you go back a few years ago to the, to the Boston Vancouver, Stanley Cup final, and that was one of the best finals uh, ever, ever that I've ever seen in my life uh, because of all that. So, you know, if we can get a little something like that going on this final, great, do it. Because, you know, game one was just kind of okay. Does Tampa uh, have the players to play that kind of game? No, not really. I mean, with, yeah. with Gudis gone. Oh, Gudis. Uh, yeah, they what don't really monster. have him like that. Yeah, yeah. And he's wearing orange next year. He is. He is. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't really have those guys. But, you know, I mean, outside of Shaw, neither does Chicago really, you know. 
Um, Although Keith can give one of the Sedins a concussion. Yeah, he can. He can do that. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they've, they're, they've got a couple of mean guys on that team. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that like to win to the point of doing anything they possibly can to win. Yeah, well, whatever they're doing, it's obviously working because, uh, you know, five, what is it, five conference finals in seven years. This is now their third Stanley Cup final in six years. And I don't know. I don't know who's going to win, but uh, you, you certainly got to lean towards Chicago as, as the favorites here. I do hope Tampa wins next game just so we can have a series out of this. Because if they don't win, I don't want to say it's wrapped up, but it's going to be it's over. Probably wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, in in what we were saying last podcast too about how impressive it's been that that Tampa's, you know, been learning on the fly. Like every series, they've kind of learned, right? So uh, hopefully that's ha- that happens again, right? Yeah, which is you know, which is what teams that make a deep run they do that. Um, but also a lot of times teams kind of learn their lessons after they've been eliminated, and that. This is where that might really happen for Tampa, um, because they've got a team that's that's built, you know, to do this for a few years uh, or quite a few years uh, in the very near future. So if they don't pull this thing out, you could see them coming, uh, you know, that heartbreak and heartache all summer long and coming back next year and and maybe pulling it off next year. Definitely. They're, they're a team to watch for years to come. At least a couple more years, at least. Yeah, for until sure. Until Stamkos has to resign. Supposedly, um, Eisenman's going to be offering a contract as soon as this hockey is finished. As soon as it's over. So what are we looking at? We're looking at a, another $10 million. Yeah? Well, is, is he going to become the highest paid player in the league? I don't know. What are Kane and Taves getting next year? They're getting 10, right? So right now, Ovechkin is the highest paid. He's nine, a little over 9.5. And then you got the uh, the Penguins' uh, top two. Malkin's 9.5. Sydney's 8.7. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, you know, Corey Perry, Giroux. We got P.K. Subban, nine, the third highest player in it. Yeah, the Third yeah, highest paid is, player yeah. in the league. Um. He's got to be 10, yeah? I mean, if that's what Taves yeah. and Kane are getting, I, I think right, right he's got to be up Ovechkin's, there. Ovechkin's getting paid 9.538, so about 9.5. Yeah. And he signed that contract, you know, quite a few years ago. He signed that contract in 2008. Oh, my God. It was 2008? Yeah. Wow. So it was an insane contract. That's crazy. It's 13 years, ends in 2021. Wow. So if he's making that money, he's got to be making more, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely going to be hitting at least at least ten. Yeah, you you got to think ten, 10. points something. Ten's probably just where it starts. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you're Eisman, you probably just give him a blank check and just say, you know, go for it. You know, we're thinking ten. Or I guess you don't even oh, say that I, I if you hand him a blank check, but yeah. Um, it's gonna be up there for sure. I think. I think if you, yeah, yeah, he's making ten point. John, John Daves and, and Patrick Kane are gonna be both making ten point five next year. Yeah, ten point five. And, and, a, and a little bit of that. I mean, he, they even said too. A little bit of that is 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 a thank you, right? 
thank you for what you did to this franchise because let's not forget you know just before you know these guys arrived uh chicago wasn't doing a whole lot you know they they, be 27 years old when he starts that contract yeah and they totally and completely uh turned this franchise around and, and turned it into this you know basically a modern day dynasty or or cap era dynasty i guess oh definitely so it's official it's official with this finals it's official yeah final yeah final it's official yeah i mean you can't really do much better than that right like you're not gonna win every year uh you can't win the cup every year i mean for me i still kind of feel like a dynasty has got to go back to back but that's so hard nowadays i mean nobody does that they haven't done that for years and so you know, but you got to always be there, and they're always there. I think when you're in the conference final five out of seven years, that's pretty, that's pretty damn impressive. So it's um, 10.5 for Stamkos then. Yep, it's got to be done. Yeah, done. There done. It is. Yeah, or it's Toronto. <laughs> <laughs>